Welcome to Soundscape Crusaders, a music discovery podcast where we pair music with meaning. Join co-hosts Nate and Levi on this journey as we dive deep and examine one song and episode, discuss what we love about it, and then pair it with something that emotionally and tonally coincides with the song. cool going on uh, i know we talked about your podcast appearances um oh yeah um yeah man uh just really uh getting getting in touch with my inner podcaster i feel like y'all have helped really cultivate <laughs> that um um and that kind of thing i'm, I'm having a blast you know just kind of like ping-ponging <laughs> yeah um, yeah and that kind of thing um you know I, I don't know if i'm if i'm ready to like if I if I even would have a hook to like make my own, to be right? Honest. But um, I, I just love showing up and I love uh, talking to you guys about media, you know, you know, film and music and that kind of thing. So yeah, man. Um, and, and you know, complimenting y'all's hair, it's it's amazing. So, just gotta do that. <laughs> Can't well, I mean, take enough of that. We should get right into it. I think we we're, we're gonna have a long conversation as we often do because right. Um, Preston's back on. Preston Mitchell, the man, the myth, the legend, Letterbox the, God, the third uh, honorary Crusader. Yeah, he is he essentially is the third Crusader. the The third leg of our <laughs> guys. That was a that was that was such a glorious, beautiful introduction. Thank you. Look at us go. You will never be called a third leg in any other podcast. I guarantee you. <laughs> Hey, I, I take that as the biggest compliment, truly. So for those that don't know, Preston is a good friend of ours from college, and uh, he's just a great guy. Knows a lot about movies, classic Hollywood, and, you know, schlocky Hollywood, So, uh, which is more of our forte. Um, but anyway, uh, this week we're doing it a little differently, because usually the guest picks a song, but... Since Preston is the honorary third leg crusader, he's just hopping in. He's just hopping in. It's it's Nate's pick this week, and uh, we're just gonna you know ride that Harley into the sunset. I love how we're just running with that third leg comparison. Like, I, I mean, your episode ever... started with Shaft. That's true. <laughs> like, That's true. It started with Shaft, and, and yep. the phallic comparisons just keep on coming, yep. dude. I, I love it's it. It's like HR Geiger, but for like wordplay. Hey, yeah. I'd rather be called that than be called like a dickhead. I've been called that too many times in my life. <laughs> um, I'll probably be called that some more after I get off this call, but you know. <laughs> You're looking at a bunch of dudes that watch uh, a bunch of other buff dudes punch each other for entertainment. So yeah. we like our phallic imagery. We so. okay with it. Facts. <laughs> oh man but anyway nate how about you you take it off let's uh let's see what you got for us this week because again we do it differently now we started a few weeks ago 
nobody knows what the song is except for the person Mm-mm. that picks it. So uh, we're going in blind. <sighs> Okie dokie. Um, I think I don't really think I want to get into history quite yet or that kind of a the background of the artist. I think we're just going to go right into it. Jump right in. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to send y'all a link. Oh, not even giving us the title. We're no. just going to. I'm going to send you the link. Okay. And just to zero out whenever you're ready. Okay. My uh, back. <laughs> I am, I'm zeroed out. Preston, are you? What's up? So are we you, sent are, a link in the group chat. Yeah, I got we the all link. Plus. Okay, so open the link and then pause it and zero out your timeline. And we'll all start at the same time. Okay. Tell us when you're ready, Preston. I am ready. Okay, I'm going to count down from three. When I say one, hit play. All right. Three, two, one. I did not. My bad. I didn't expect the the music video to be like that. I mean, I just listened to the song. That was interesting. (laughs) That was was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so the song we are checking out today is called "Rom Com 2004" by Soccer Mommy. Um, Soccer Mommy is the stage name of a singer songwriter named Alice uh, Sophie. I think it's Sophie Allison. So she she kind of started off as like one of those bedroom pop types, like right. recorded a lot and would release it on Bandcamp. Um, I just get like those the vibes solo work. real hard, yeah. Um, so she did that, released a couple compilations. Her her technically her debut album was Clean, released in two thousand eighteen. It's kind of that like indie pop, bedroom pop kind of uh, record. Uh, tracks I would recommend are Scorpio, Scorpio Rising. And Cool, I think those are really good. So two years later, she released her follow-up color theory, which is um, it's still that indie, indie rock kind of vibe, but she kind of expands the sound, so it's not as like toned down. Um, more layers with guitars and 
drums and such. Um, and she has a record coming out actually in a f- couple weeks. I think June 24th. She has her follow-up to that. So probably by the time this airs, it'll be about a month out or so. Yeah. Nice. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this song. Also, I don't know how much y'all paid attention to the lyrics, but I love, I've been wanting to talk about this song for a little while, Levi, so probably about a few weeks now. And I think this is a good pairing with the song you picked last week with the same theme. I don't know if y'all are paying much, paying attention to the lyrics, but they're very, it's a very, uh, yearning for someone like an unrequited love type. Yeah. Um, but this song she released, I think it was last year. This is a non-album single. This is not going to be on her new record. Um, just something she put out. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love this track because I think it's so unconventional with the type of distortions she's using on her guitars. To me, it sounds like someone fucking around with like circuit boards. It just sounds like it should be just like this, not archaic, but this like uncontrolled like electricity um right and i just think she has like a very softer like softer timber voice or timbre softer timbre voice that i think pairs beautifully it's kind of like you're taking blue cheese which is like this harsh instrumental and then pairing it with honey as her vocals and it just it like works really fucking well I like um, that. Yeah. I love that's this song. Um, that, that's so I'm a curious, perfect I'm way curious to... to hear what y'all think of it. Um, I'm a super huge fan. And I think Soccer Mommy is... Uh, she's worth checking out. I think she's not... She's not talked about as much as like the female singer-songwriter. She's not talked as much about like Bridgers or Baker or the Swifts or something like that. Yeah. The Musgraves, she's not talked about as much, and I think she's just as impactful as them. So, I don't know. Check it out. She's pretty good. Color Theory is great. I love that record. I, 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 I like it a lot. I, at first, like with the visuals of the music video mm-hmm. and the really harsh instrumentals at the beginning, I was like, is Nate testing me? <laughs> is this a joke? And then, and then it like actually started... And I was like, oh, I like this. This is good. <laughs> and then I started grooving with it. And I, I like was really like the moment I got into it, it just like punched me in the face with that harsh instrumental in the middle. Yeah. And it just like wakes you it's up like a, and you're it's like. It's almost like a metal breakdown. Like it's like a heavy metal breakdown. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's. The, that part is more in line with what the lyrics actually are, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, but then, you know, the actual like chorus, it's more lovey-dovey. Like I get feelings of yeah. happiness, you know, when I hear that versus, uh, you know, you don't really get the same type of elation when you get slapped in the face with those things, but right. it's a, it's fascinating. I, I I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Preston, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bud. Oh man, um, that was a trip, um, and I mean that in the best way possible. Um, much like Levi, I was definitely. I, I feel like I got into the groove 
probably faster than than Levi did just just because like I like that kind of pleasant soft indie alternative sound um, right I have a I, I love female singers um, especially mm-hmm. uh, of, of her of her style um, she kind of reminds me a little bit of Lily Allen in a way just the way that the way that she's saying that specific song right. I'm, I'm, I can't attest to the rest of her discography but um, I liked the beat and whatnot, and the harsh instrumental definitely, um, it definitely startled me uh, with the, the visuals, definitely yeah. helped with that reaction, but the that kind of helped me pay attention to the lyrics more, and so that affected mm-hmm. the way that I listened to the song throughout its discordancy, um, because when it, when it starts like incorporating more of that, like, a, like that, that special guitar, the way it mm-hmm. like carries throughout the rest of the song as like a, yeah. as a as a motif of sorts that it just continues to reprise and keep building on until the very very end of the the song i think uh that it's that's honestly uh pretty great um mm-hmm. it's a very simple song that um and and i think the title is interesting especially with the lyrics because yeah yeah um i kept thinking okay rom-com 2004 like is this going to be one of those like bowling for soup type songs Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where it's pining for that era but like and almost mocking ours and it's like no it's 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 definitely a song about pining and and uh a lack of reciprocity with passion mm-hmm. but i think having that underlying darkness there makes it more interesting than mm-hmm. those types of, of throwbacky types types of songs at least the ones that i hear um and yeah. uh what what uh do you know what um what year the song came out Nate, uh, right? I think it's 2021. Let me look. Yes, and um, it's not. It's a non-album single, so wow. it won't be on this next record. I know it's. It sounds very early 2000s, like in a yeah. in a good way. Like it sounds like yeah. oh, this sounds like a good early 2000s single, but uh, yeah. it just happens to. I mean that that lets me know that um, that's just a timeless sound that she's uh, indulging in. So yeah, I'm I'm a fan of this song. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bop. I think just from what you said earlier, how you like the kind of the stripped down bedroom pop kind of female singer style, her records uh, clean. I think you would like Preston. I think you would like that a lot. I have it written down. Um, Thank you. Yeah. She's also like, she's done quite a bit. She's done a couple covers that are on Spotify. She did a rendition of wide open spaces by, I guess they're not called the Dixie chicks anymore. I think they're just called the chicks. The chicks. Yeah. Um, but she does a really good cover of that. No she did a song called "What's Up." There's no Dixie Chicks. No, I took it out. <laughs> well, gosh darn it, Dag Nabbit! Um, <laughs> in my mirror. <laughs> oh my god! Right. My, my small town gonna get ruined. Roll Tide. Um, <laughs> Come and yeah, take she's it. Just, she's just. She's <laughs> just. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I guess yeah. Check her out. Soccer mommy's good. That's really all I gotta say on that. Um, what? What? How did you find her? Uh, I want to say I so I'm subscribed to a subreddit called Album Art Porn, and it's just posts of album art. Mm-hmm. And color theory came up in 2020. And I was like, oh, this looks like a, you know, it looks like an opening to a video game. Like, it looks like a video game title screen. I was like, this is fucking dope. 
So I listened to the record and I was like, oh, this is dope. And then I started going backwards. And I don't care for the... That's a tight album. It looks Isn't it like pretty a, cool? It looks yeah. like a Game Boy cover. Doesn't it? Like It, uh, it looks video game related. And yeah. I was super into that idea. Um, oh, she must like video games, I guess. Because the music video is very video game. Yeah, it felt like too. a PS1 era yeah. game. You know what that really like? Yeah. Low poly 3D... <laughs> Kind like of stuff. Wii game. <laughs> yeah, the Wii did look that. Yeah, they looked like yeah. Wii or Mies, not yeah. Wii's. Yeah. <laughs> Little Wii's. Oh man, that's yeah. Anyway, uh... <laughs> still apologize for the music video. That is like I didn't expect it to be like that. I think it fit. I, think I mean, it no, it did actually. fit, but I was like, oh, they're going to think this is weird. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, yeah for those of you who are, the, who are listening, the mm-hmm. music video is basically little Wii characters in a little Wii land, and they're, like, skipping through the forest and flying in the air, just being happy, and then it'll glitch when the music kind of hits the raw notes and uh, gets a little bit more not scary but like chaotic yeah chaotic and dysfunctional so it's like this little fantasy land that's like being interrupted by reality or something it's kind of how i took it which again ties into you know the 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 song um so uh I, i think that title is very interesting especially considering that the song is not actually like from 2004 or anything close to that yeah. <clears throat> like rom-com 2004 like that's just a very very nostalgic title and, and, and like mm. it directly and it's ironic in this context too yeah and it just directly hits me because it's like oh like you're going after like almost my youth in a way because like i grew yeah. up in the yeah. early 2000s we all did and like yeah like i feel yeah. like i mean it's natural for us to be nostalgic about our, our childhoods but especially not being nostalgic about the times that uh, the times the the negative backdrop that was going on beneath our childhoods like what oh. was going on socially politically yeah. all that type of stuff like that but we don't see it rose colored glasses type shit yeah yeah cuz yeah yeah it just i don't know man it's just a cool song i'm just happy that you brought me <laughs> on and i got a chance to to hear it yeah. you know cuz now yeah. i have more music to listen to so this is dope yeah I'm glad y'all liked it. I love this song. I absolutely adore this song. I think it was either my number one or my number two most played song at the end of 2020. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. high up there. <clears throat> That's sure. great. I mean, I, I, I'll I definitely hop, pop it on my playlist and uh, probably enjoy it for a I will while. say this, like the studio version, like the, the version you, you just listen to on streaming, I think flows a lot better. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a lot shorter than the music video okay like probably okay. 20 seconds or so okay that, that makes sense they'd sometimes yeah. do that who would you do you know who she's like either influenced by or if not like who would you compare her to that's a good question because i think she answered this on her wikipedia page uh okay she did here's a couple mitski do you listen to her she's another singer songwriter uh she's fantastic absolutely fantastic her record be the cowboy fucking classic um slow dive which was uh which is um a shoegaze uh band 
led by uh, one of the lead singers was female. The Chicks, which, which she covers one of their songs. And then Avril Lavigne was another oh, one. Oh, yeah. I can, so, I can hear that. I can hear that. Yeah. yeah. And Avril Lavigne from the same era. Yeah. That album turned 20 right? uh, just, uh, just the other day. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> no. It can't so, be. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about the lyrics a little bit. I don't know. Um, so we, we've heard the tone. It's this happy tone, but then kind of underneath that, you have these lyrics where it's, what does it say about me that I'd rather die in your arms than watch you move on without me being the one in your heart? So, like, it's just like, you know, someone with un, uh, unable to move on, maybe, yeah. or is it, would you say it's someone who's like it's an ex lover or would you say it's more like uh kind of like a crush from afar like someone that that never got the courage to speak to this person or do you think it's a former relationship i think it's a i think it's i think it's a it, she's dreaming about um mm-hmm. someone uh and i say that because um one the protagonist of of most rom-coms um that are female driven not to you know uh typify any any gender but uh from this time period like i i think about like jennifer lopez movies essentially and and that type of stuff where like it's deliberately about a super attractive person who's like i can't find a guy even though i live in new york (laughs) and i'm hot and uh oh no so she starts daydreaming and it it turns out to be you know a matthew mcconaughey type um right so it's um yeah, I think I think it's definitely that because later on the song, um, during the outro, she literally says like, "So just let me be yours, like no one else before, and baby, you'll see that you make me crazy." She's spitting. Yeah, like no one else could yeah. be. <laughs> baby, I'm yours. If you're crazy for me. This song really does get at the like euphoria, but also like a little bit of the darkness that comes with yeah. this type of like dreaming about someone because you infatuation, never really, yeah, yeah, because you never really think about like, especially when you're that young, you never you, you mm. it's almost like you fall in love with the image of a person a lot of times before right. you even talk to them, and then yeah. when you actually talk to said person, I know in my case, like goodness, there were so many young women like I. I guess when I was a boy, um, I was not talking to women. I was talking to girls um, or trying to and failing because um, I, I can owe up to that. Um, and then I'd be like, oh, man, like, well, I saw in the Fairly Odd Parents that Timmy Turner, he tried to spit, you know, Trixie, you know, like if I just keep going, 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 you know, then I'll eventually get her. And no, I was not Timmy Turner. I did not have that game. Right. So, yeah. Right. And that's like, that. I feel like that's something that's taught that may or may not be problematic in a way of like that that you see a lot in rom-coms where it's like mm-hmm. just keep trying just keep trying you'll break you know, them she down says no just keep asking it'll be fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the the song really does capture i feel like the the feelings of love good and bad 
kind mm-hmm. of like what you were saying, Preston. Um, it's it makes you feel that dreamy floatiness that you know only love can bring, but also it brings that pain, heartbreak, and uh, devastation that only love can bring. And uh, I, I really like soccer mommy. She's got it down. Um, it's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful track. And yeah, like, Preston, you're just like saying things and it's like making my brain like light up like a little light bulb. It's like, that's it. Preston's a genius. <laughs> I, I, I assure you, I am no, I am no soccer mommy. Um, <laughs> She, she, hey, she, you want to do another uh, soundbite where you scream mommy? That... <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. <laughs> well, throwback. Oh, man. Is, man. Y'all joke is crazy. Yeah, anyway. It's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> Nate, uh, what's up? Do <laughs> you have anything you want to say on the lyrics? Oh, man. Uh, I mean really the one thing that really sticks out to me is the infatuation you know with this person um it's like borderline obsessive and yeah but i think the way it's written is just very uh, what's the word i'm thinking of melancholic no it's just it's poignant no not the word i'm thinking of i don't know it's just very well done um People in the car are also screaming things at you. Probably. That's fine. I'll channel their energy. That's someday. my favorite part of podcasts is when someone can <laughs> figure out a word and you're like, it's this. Lauren was it's, doing that the other day when she was listening to one tree. of It's a tree. It's a fucking tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So I've basically said all I want to on the song. Um, I have a pick. I'm good to go. How are you guys feeling? I have a pick. I'm ready. I'm ready. Are we both ready? What's the order? What's our order, Nate, Preston? Should we draw straws? I I say we just do it the let's do it the normal way, but like kind of do it how I do it. I usually give a couple details and we talk mm-hmm. until I give. Oh, so a, you want to go first? I can go first. Okay, I'll happily go first. That means <laughs> I right. want to pick my pick. <sighs> that is um, true. I'm gonna. Go, you know what? How about I go last? It's you my go pick. last, so Preston's the middleman. There you go. There's our order. I dig it. Fucking send it. Okay. So I'm going to go on my little tangent now. Uh, (laughs) So basically, like what I was saying earlier when I was talking about the song, I feel like it balances the good and bad of love very well. The song does. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it also speaks to the fact that Although, um, although love and heartbreak can be terrible, it will always be okay. You know, there's, there's a positive, like uplifting feeling to the song. Um, in my opinion, at least tonally, um, I actually don't remember how it ended. Um, yeah, it's just. Those are the vibes I get. So I was given with... uh, I was in between two, as always. It's always in between two. I say that every single episode. (laughs) And usually it's... I expect it now. I'm like, okay, what two is Levi... Is our Levi gonna... 
is Levi going to choose from? Yeah, and I don't know if I want to mention both now because I have a feeling that y'all might be in the same place, but um, I'm going to do it anyway because I don't know y'all's picks. The one I'm not going with is Casablanca. Mm. I think that would have been a, a really good pick. Preston's like, that's mine! Um, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> um, but I'm not going to spend too much time on that since that's not my pick. The pick that I'm going with is uh, kind of a similar, has a similar theme of, how do you say it, Unrequ- unrequited? Unrequited. 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 Of unrequited love. Unrequited for a dream. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I've noticed lately my crutch word is anyway. And I use that like a lot. <laughs> like lately it's been a lot. So I'm trying to stop that. Um, my pick is the lead actor isn't. Should we do 20 questions? I thought it was fun. We haven't we hadn't brought it up yet. We hadn't done it since those past two weeks. Those one two those two weeks we did. When did we do that? Uh the last episode I just finished has it. So it's I think it's the ones the next one mm. What did what well which one is that? It was the one Let's do Sludge it. Factory? Sludge Factory has it. Um okay. continue. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I'll give you one hint. Okay. Or actually, I already gave you the one hint, and then if you can't get it, I'll give another hint. Keep going like that. All right. Okay. Okay. So, so we so we basically so do do we ask you questions? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like charades. So it's way. a movie about unrequited love. Can I ask if this movie came out? In the front half of the two two um, of the nineteen hundreds or the back half of the nineteen hundreds, um, like until SBS present. Nineteen hundreds, like so like oh shit, never mind. Don't ask. It, it it came out in the aughts. It came out in the aughts. Oh, okay. Just like heaven. No. no I burned a question. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's like, what the oh, fuck is Jesus. that? Ask me questions, Nate. Come on. What year? 2004. Nice. Okay, you played into the 04 shit. 13 going on 30. I, I, you know what? That's I didn't even realize movie, that. By the what? way. What movie? He said 13 going on 30. Is that what you picked? No. Great movie, but yeah. no. Yeah. It is yeah, a great that's movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie. I'm a fan. I, no, same oh, I want to rewatch that. Isn't Mark Ruffalo in it too? Yeah, he he's great. Yeah, he yeah. danced the thriller I, at one point. I love that Mark Ruffalo so in, in rom coms or like anything like that. Mark Ruffalo is always freaking amazing. He's so wholesome. Um, like, yeah, you want him I, to win. I recently watched Begin Again. Have either of you seen that? Mm-mm. It's oh, a yeah. very musical oh, yeah. movie, and it's it's very sweet and just like it. You know the the st- there are stakes but it's still like a breezy movie i feel like um and he he's oh, yeah. he's great it's just delightful man he he really is it's, wait 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 2004 uh, yeah no that's gonna oh man <sighs> what else what came out in 2004 all those years ble- bleed together yeah it, for it me. bleeds together so i'm i'm 
like Mean Girls comes immediately to mind, but I know I know that's not gonna be Levi's pick. That's not like a rom com. Right. That's just right. a team com. Um, I, okay, I'll give you another hint. Speaking of Mark Ruffalo, he's in it. He's in, he's it. in okay. it. Okay. Oh. Mhm. Mhm. You got it. Eternal Sunshine. Of the Hell mind. yeah, man! Eternal Sunshine Fuck. of the Spotless Mind. Great choice. That's my movie. That's my pick. That's a great um, fucking choice. I, I do you want to watch the trailer? Love that movie. Yes, let's watch. It's a the great trailer. movie. to the world to let people begin again it's beautiful she's there with this guy and she looks at me like she doesn't even know who i am i'm pretty proud of that pick that's a good pick man i don't lie no that that pick is goaded in the sauce No, man, and like that—that that scene um, in the like in the first act, whenever like Jim Carrey like goes to talk to Winslet in the store, mm-hmm. and it's after she's done the the surgery. Yeah, and he just like the the pain on his face, just like wow, you forgot about me. Yeah, holy shit, you know. But she's just like he pulls oh, it off. You? Yeah, yeah. Here's the uh, oh. he realized it was successful. Fuck, this might be his best movie, Jim Carrey. I think it is. Yeah. It's hard. It, that kind of thing is hard to parse out for me, though, because... Truman Show's really good, too. Yeah. I love the cable guy, too, though. Yeah, and that's but the thing. He's like, in the you can't yeah. You can't put Ace Ventura in the same, like, you know, competition as Eternal Sunshine, because they're just <laughs> so different, you know? How do you, how do you say one's better than the other, right? Like... Yeah, Ace, Ace Ventura, uh, When Nature Calls. Fantastic movie. Um, anyway. Uh, so the reason I picked this, this movie is about, um, in the shortest way possible, it's about two people who um, are in this cycle, basically, to give it the shortest way. They're in a cycle of this really intense um and passionate and uh spontaneous relationship and uh you know and and then they i'm trying to remember so he's he's in this relationship with her and then she like completely forgets about him and so he goes and gets his mind erased and basically the whole theme of the story i would say is probably once you for like you can't forget everything right like like some sometimes you just find your way back um would you would you say that's kind of the same preston it's it's been a minute since um, i've seen it now i'm like oh shit now that i have to go over the details of the actual uh movie it's a little hazy no it's it's i mean it's interesting because the whole movie's about haziness um yeah yeah. Like that. No, but but in that we're being put on the spot here um 
because we didn't know he would he, uh, Nate would choose right such an interesting song to talk about. Um, I mean, I knew the song would be interesting, but I didn't know it would be <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. No, yeah. you're good, man. No insult to you. You're the you're the music you're the music maestro. You're the you're, you're, the, you're, you're the Neil Patrick Harris character <laughs> off of the Batman Brave and the Bold show. The who, who Deezer Bader goes. <laughs> but anyways, very very deep cut kids. Um, I love my DC cartoon. Oh hell yeah. Anyways, um, but but. But no, I, I think for me, the movie um, really does a, does a wonderful job about digging into the very cyclical nature of love. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the highs of the unrequited emotions, uh, the, excuse me, the, the, the lows of the unrequited emotions, but also the highs of it, how um, the thrill of the chase that Jim Carrey undergoes as much as... Um, I think her name's Clementine. The movie. Yeah. Um, Kate Winslet's character. Um, she's chasing. She's chasing the um, what she thinks is the high that's going to be a, a forgetting Jim Carrey's character, Joel. That's his name, Joel. It's right. all coming back to me. Um, he's wanting to chase her back through her own memories, and the movie is very much about them being hooked up to an Inception machine. As he chases his brain, his mind is basically chasing what's left of her memories of him throughout her mind. And I think that it's a really brilliant concept to uh, explicate just everything about love in a very profound, profound way. And it's, uh, it's one of the best science fiction films um, ever made, particularly of of this era. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) Because uh, I think what's great about science fiction in general is that it's able to take the, it's able to take the formula of other genres because science fiction doesn't really have a formula. It has tropes. Right. Um, like it has like, there's always going to be some like higher technology, if not aliens, if not monsters, the, the list goes on. But as far as the structure of it, it always riffs on other genres. And normally sci-fi movies tend to be action movies. Right. Um, and, and uh, I don't count superhero films because they're elevated into their own genre at this yeah. point. But uh, sci-fi isn't really a genre. We treat it as a genre. You know, we look at it that way, but it doesn't function that way. And I think Eternal Sunshine is proof that the genre can be alternative and trippy and bonkers in a way that really does dig into the human condition uh, without having to resort to uh, fight scenes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, I, I I love this movie. I think it's it's heartbreaking. It's funny. Um, it's written by Charlie Kaufman, um, who's kind of the kind of a, a connoisseur of, of of weird screenplays. Um, you know, he's the same guy who wrote uh, being John Malkovich in this era for Spike. Jones. That's a trip. He also wrote adaptation. yeah, yeah, adaptation, uh, which I think is. Uh, 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 one of Nicolas Cage's best performance, if not his best. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I think he wrote Amelisa as well and directed that. So yeah, man, just, uh, just an array of trippy, trippy movies. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but very creative movies and very imaginative. And, uh, I, I don't think I wouldn't call Kaufman from what I've seen of Kaufman. I wouldn't call him quite pretentious, but his style is not for everyone. But I think that Eternal Sunshine is probably his most accessible work, mm-hmm. I would argue. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, the cast is great. It has Jim yeah. Carrey, Kate Winslet, Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo, 
Elijah Wood, Tom Wilkinson, like just a whole, like, I feel like even if you're not a a quote unquote cinephile, you're going to recognize more than half of those people. Like they're, they're, especially now, most of them, if not all of them are, you know, are, or have been like an A-list actor. And to kind of pin off of what you were saying, like, yeah, it's a, it's an awesome sci-fi movie that doesn't take the, you know, action tropes, but instead it takes the romance tropes. And then it uses a actor like Jim Carrey, who is known for his wacky, you know, comedies. And, uh, he does not play that character at all. He, he, he gives a very down to earth performance and, uh, like, you know, for example, like, Lauren, not a big fan of Jim Carrey or like most of wacky comedy people, right? Uh, like Will Ferrell or Adam Sandler. She's not a big fan of those. She's not a big fan of Jim Carrey. Um, but I got her to watch this and she watched it. And she was like, okay, like that was good. Like that, like even if you don't like the guy, like he, it's a great, great performance and movie. And for me, someone who loves him, uh, makes it even <laughs> more fun. Rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. So, Nate, have you seen this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think it's about it? Fantastic. It's it's one of those... Like we were talking earlier before, uh, we really kind of broke down to this discussion. It's like... It's always this and Truman Show that flip-flop on what I think his best performance is. Yeah, two very good ones. He's, I just think, the way Jim Carrey is, is he's so over the top when he does, like, his physical comedy and, like, his uh, straining his vocal cords and his face, you know, his face contorts and stuff. I think this is his most genuine, like, down-to-earth performance. And I think it's, like Levi said, if you're not, like, super into movies or into those kind of characters, it's worth a check because of how, how everything just kind of comes together so well. It's super great movie. And and I'll add to that. I think uh, too, like if you are a Jim Carrey detractor, like it sounds like, you know, your, your wife, you know, is that way most of the time, Levi, like, I think, um, I think what, what works about, I, what works with those people about this movie is that he's not contingent on funny faces. Right. Contorting his face, like Nate was yeah. saying, he's not doing the, yeah. you know, that type of stuff that, that I love. He feels human. He feels human. He feels human. Yeah. He, you know, he, he's not, it's a science fiction right. movie that doesn't exist in a, in a super fantastical right. world of people. Like it's very much real people in a sci-fi universe. Yeah. And, but the but the the phi is is underplayed enough to for it to be human because yeah. it's a very much a human story and I, I think that that's that adds to the 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 beauty of it the vibiness of it very very bedroom yeah. is it called bedroom pop yeah or like what dream pop, yeah dream bedroom pop, pop dream, dream pop, pop yeah um yeah it's and it feels like one of those like dystopian futures that could be like two years away from us you know it feels it still feels so real so uh it's very good pick i'm i cry every time (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's 
I ball like but it a doesn't, baby. It leaves on a relatively positive note, oh, too. Oh, for sure. It's just, it's it's heartbreaking watching those memories fade, you know? Yeah. With Clementine. It, with Clementine oh, yeah. and Joel, yeah. You just, you feel... And anyone who's ever been form, through a breakup can can relate to that. Would love to, to do that. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. And I, I, I think it's a, it's a, the whole movie is a very powerful metaphor of something that I think a lot of people do after hard relationships like that is trying to forget. And, yeah. Um, I think the the movie just captures that uh, intense, intense uh, feeling very well it's and the great good things pick. you know you see you see them fall in love and you see the spontaneous relationship where they're you know just living their best you life fall in love with her too, yeah even though it's from his perspective like you you understand how angry he is how he's like initially like hey i want i want you to wipe my my mind too yeah like you know she forgot about me my you turn know, I want to forget about yeah. her literally. Yeah. You know, it's my turn. And then he realizes through all the wiping, it's like, no, like this is what it's the human it's experience. Ups and downs yeah. that make me love her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're missing yeah. out on that. And and it's through that that he realizes, no, I don't want to hold on to these memories. Plus there wouldn't be a movie if he yeah. has right. Memories. And I think the me- <laughs> like that that it carries that whole message of like just wanting to um like it's okay to be sad, you know? It is. Yeah, dude, I, I don't want to forget about y'all, man. I hope y'all. I, I hope. Oh, I hope man, I hope it, I, if if I run up to you and you you just give me that blank stare, like I'll be like, what the fuck? I'd be I'd be upset. <laughs> I'd be very upset if you didn't remember. But I'd be very upset if like I didn't remember. It's like that's ridiculous. <laughs> right. These are important memories. Hold on to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I love this movie, and I think anybody that hasn't seen it should seek it out even if you're not a jim carrey fan even if you know uh it's not exactly a feel-good romance movie but it it it's a powerful one and i I think it's definitely worth a watch agreed it's very cathartic when you get to the end like it's sad in a way where it's like but it's okay i'm glad i watched that yeah it's okay to be sad it is i think that's a cool message um okay well i mean that's my pick i don't really have much else to say on it so let's go to next person preston i think you're all right nate's froze for me oh preston you're up man this web page is being weird tonight yeah preston okay we're perfect perfect. you're up Um, we're having trouble yeah so um i'm on my levi shit i have two that i'm that i'm gonna gonna narrow down it's just a good excuse to talk about good two movies (laughs) that's really all this (laughs) no no it's it's um so my um so one one of the picks i had it was actually a Tarantino movie oh. uh, um, to sound like a film, bro. Um, I, I was going to pick like kind of an off the wall pick, but then the more we kept digging into the song, I kept thinking and I kept explaining my own thoughts on the lyrics specifically. I was like, no, like I know exactly what I'm going to, uh, what I'm going to choose. Uh, but so for starters, as a runner up, the Tarantino movie I was going to talk about was once upon a time in Hollywood. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and where my brain went to with that was, um, that's very much a movie all about pining. It's a director, 
who's clearly pining for a time in in Hollywood history, the very literally the very last days of the old Hollywood movement yeah. um, that he kind of came up in as a young, really young boy, um, like in creating characters within that universe um, that are pining for their glory days. Um, well, in DiCaprio's case, in Margot Robbie's case, she just moves. She just then moves to LA. She's excited to begin her career. So it's kind of that dichotomy going on. Right. Um, and um, through DiCaprio, you get the highs and the lows of almost being treated like a has-been. And it's the stuntman, Brad Pitt, who um, who has the kind of the classic who exercises the more traditional classic masculinity in that he doesn't let that stuff bother him so much, which, which is why I think he's a great foil right. for DiCaprio. Um, and so it's all these things in contrast with one another character wise, um, that, that Tarantino is orchestrating. Um, and, and it's, it's kind of Tarantino has made a career off of making movies about other movies. And I feel like that as far as this era of him goes, this post, Glorious bastards period i think that um once upon a time in hollywood like really does put him in a different direction for the for, for what he predicts is the last few films of his career i think that's bullshit i think that he's going to keep making movies until he until he's gone i think he's just one of those yeah uh but uh but yeah that's why it went with that um, but that's not your pick that's not my pick uh, I went with something that is on the nose. So yeah, I'm curious. Something to that see is on the nose. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if y'all have seen this movie. I'm curious too. I'm, I'm willing to bet at least one of y'all have. I feel like if not, I'll, I'll be kind of shocked. But we'll see. Oh yeah, we're. <laughs> oh, we're guessing. We're guessing. Are you? Are you? Are we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what year? <laughs> we don't even know what kind of show we have. What year? Um. Uh, 98. Um, can I ask genre? It's a rom-com. Rom-com. Okay. 98 rom-com. That all bleeds together for me. Clueless. That's <gasps> a great guess. It's not Clueless? But, but no. it's not Clueless. It. It's not Clueless. I don't know if that's 98, but... It's a good movie, um, though. It's probably Coyote it's Ugly. It's a coyote ugly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who who is like? In all, in all sincerity, I've never seen that movie. So I haven't yeah. either. I just know of it. Um, it can't it can't, can't be that. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> <sighs> Shit. What was that? Okay. Um, Showgirls. It's it's Showgirls. It's, oh yeah, Showgirls. Really? <laughs> no, it's oh. not Showgirls. <laughs> Levi. <laughs> I haven't seen it. You know, I was like, the was like, my Verhoeven. I gotta support. Gotta support it. We're not actually haven't seen that. It's it's not good. That's what I've heard. I don't. It's not good at all. Some people have. Some people are trying to like do the showgirls revitalization. But okay, I part. I partly cheated. I partly cheated. I looked up rom coms in '98. There's only one I've seen. There's one I also know. Um. Can I take just a guess? Something about Mary? No? No. Damn it. Okay, that's probably the other one. Okay, no, that's my guess. It. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold, hold up. Hold I, I, I had no idea what came out in '90s. I'm gonna cheat a little bit too. If you did that, I'm you're good. Do that. You're good. I should have, I should have just said '90s, but you know why not? I wanted to narrow it down for you yeah. guys. Uh, okay. okay. But at the same time, there were like a metric fuck ton of rom coms in the '90s. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Like that was a that was a staple. Is it a remake? Uh, no. It's not a remake. Okay. Is it the Wedding Singer? No. Damn it. <gasps> I know it. I know it. Does it star Sandra Bullock? No. Oh, fuck. Is it You've Got Mail? No. <laughs> what is this? I don't think I've seen this. Wow. Bro, I thought for sure you picked while you were sleeping. I was about to be so excited. Levi, you were, you were ecstatic. You were okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead and give it away. Yeah, what is it? What is it? It's it's a uh, it's can't hardly wait. At first, it was also unbelievable. Mike Dexter wanted to date me. I know why I started dating him. I just don't know why I did it for so long. Well, he is the most dope guy in school. Yeah, and school's over. This party tonight? Amanda suddenly being single? It's fate. Fate has opened me a window. I got to have sex tonight. It took me all day, but I narrowed it down to a list of ten very lucky finals. You know have y'all saying? seen that? I haven't. Mm-mm. Really? I haven't. I don't think so. Oh man! Knowing how much y'all both dig ten things I hate about you, like, um, it's in that vein of like classic, cheesy. I like that. I like that movie. Oh, 1998, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ooh. Yeah, dude. I have the trailer pulled up. Okay, uh, send, yeah, send us the trailer. Send it, send uh, it to the fucking then, chat, bro. Because there's a reason why I picked this specific one, and I want to talk about it. But here we go. Low key, like, not even kidding. I'm pretty sure, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt is like what, like, what kickstarted my puberty. Is like, <laughs> I just remember being a kid, and then. Ghost Whisperer was on the TV, Ooh. and then I became a man. And that's that's my story. Want your child? Oh, hey man, I uh, understand. <laughs> Nate's like not even listening. He's, he's just... sorry. No, I'm paying attention. <laughs> sorry. He's like he's all zoned in. He's like jerk for love you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's beautiful. I love. She, uh, she I know something. I know what you did last summer. I love that movie. <laughs> kind of unironically. Um, she's in a great, <laughs> uh, really fun comedy too. Oh, shit, I can't remember it. Lauren's screaming at this me. one. I haven't seen. Well, this I am one. ready for the trip. I have not seen this one either. Is it like American uh, Pie esque? That's what it looked like. No, the... no. It, it, it looks like it is, but I, I, I swear, dude, guys, like... It's better than that. It is such a... I, I saw it for the first time when I was in high school, so I was the perfect age to see it. Yeah. Uh, and I was expecting, like, kind of like a, just a normal teen romp. And what got me into it was actually um, one of our favorite movie pundits, Levi, like, C. Robert Cargill. Like, this is in his top ten favorite movies of all time. Oh, interesting. Sinister yeah, and, boy. Uh, the cast is insane. Like it. Yeah. So it it, it stars Jennifer Love Hewitt, Ethan Embry, Jason Siegel, 
listen to Joe Hart, um, uh, uh, Charlie. Cosmo, um, who's in a couple of '90s movies, Melissa Joan Hart, uh, which Fines on. I know that name, that? Melissa Joan Hart. Sabrina, the teenage. Sabrina, witch. oh, okay, yeah, 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 I knew that name. This cast is like massive. It's it's literally like like the Steven Soderbergh of, of '90s teen wow. romantic comedies, and basically it's about the Ethan Embry plays this guy named Preston, who. Um, has had a crush on a, on a girl named Amanda all throughout his like adolescence. Like that's just, he's never talked to her. He's so nervous around her. She's like the most popular girl in school because she dates Mike Dexter. Who's like the man and like, like literally the man, like he's like one of the biggest, like he's one of those like douchey, like cool guys, basically. Right. Who's played by Peter Faccinelli from twilight movies. As a matter of fact. Interesting. And, um, basically what happens is, um, he writes this letter to Amanda, basically professing all of his feelings for her, and uh, he and, <laughs> and so he drags his best friend um, to a, to a high school graduation party. It's a it's a very unique teen romantic comedy in that usually grad parties take place in the back half or like one, only one part of a teen movie. Mm-hmm. This is literally the whole movie. Whole movie is a graduation party. It begins oh, wow. with graduation, oh, and wow. it puts you in the middle of the party where you see all these other separate characters doing. That's things, really clever. Yeah, and and the movie is essentially about how Preston confronts this young love he's had for such a for such a long time, and realizing that that, that, that that's bullshit. At the end of the day, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, you just have to bite the bullet and get to know the person and if she doesn't like you she doesn't like you man yeah. you know and it, it's and it, it's kind of addressing that thing that levi talked about earlier where um how rom-coms kind of sell you on this lie of like well if you just keep chasing um whether you're a woman a man or or or, or anything else on the spectrum you know that then you'll get your you'll get your just rewards and that's not really the case in real life you know, you do run the risk of being a creep, and there's a great right, scene in this movie right. that really does acquaint with that. So yeah, I sent you, sent you guys the trailer. Let's watch the trailer. Let's do it. I think it's I, I think it's I think it's a cute, hilarious movie. But yeah, uh, just let me know when you are ready. I'm zeroed I'm out. Dude, right, I love right. Third Eye Blind. That that alone's got me like fucking in, dude. God damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck that movie looks great. Do you ever like hear a mo- about a movie a lot, and you have for some reason a certain view or like understanding of what that movie is, and you're completely wrong? Because I've always heard of Can't Hardly Wait, but I always mm-hmm. thought it was more like I don't know something about the title made it feel like it was going to be like one of the more pretentious movies, and so I just never ever like. Mm-hmm sought it out looked it up anything like just sounds like ah the the title doesn't sound like something i'd like which is like a weird thing well i think one of the interesting things so no one ever talks about like the people who actually make the great teen movies yeah Mm -hmm. um and uh these people are really interesting so it's directed by deborah kaplan and harry elfont they they wrote and directed it and uh their credits are very interesting unfortunately haven't made anything of note really since the early 2000s but they worked on a very brady sequel um which is a sequel to the brady bunch movie which is kind of i always call that the 21 jump street of the 90s right uh, (laughs) essentially um 
Wait, he also, okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Whoa, they did I, Josie I, and the Pussycats. I was about to get to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, that's, sorry. Uh, Continue. That's kind of their, no, you're good. No, you're good, man. That was that's kind of their other big um kind of cult classic from this era, which I I grew up with and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still love that film. I think a lot of what they do in that film is exercising their Lord and Miller muscles as far as comedy goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you know, adapting a, a cartoon that's an app that's our adaptation of a comic book and making one of the early uh, made a comic book movies, yeah, which no one ever talks about it from that vein. Um, but yeah, they lend a lot of that brilliant absurdity to this movie, and I, and I would argue that it's, that it's one of the most enjoyable films, really, of the of the late '90s as far as comedies go. Hmm. Um, I think the romance is very, very sweet. Um, I, I think it it rivals the John Hughes movies in terms of both comedy and ingenuity. And um, I think it's just a, a really terrific t- time, man. If you love the trailer, I would say definitely check the movie out. Um, and again, like it reminds me of this song because it's about this guy who, who shares my name, to be fair. Um, you know, just like really, really learning like hard at this party where everything is coming at you and there are all these distractions, all these different characters. Right. And every every character in the movie i will say gets their one moment to shine like it's one of those terrific ensemble movies even though preston's very much ethan embry is very much the main draw and obviously jennifer love hewitt's the the uh, the love interest but um the, i mean the soundtrack's great i mean you've got um missy elliott you've got buster rhymes you've got third eye blind like he said you got the replacements yeah you play the title track can't hardly wait um the soundtrack's a vibe and uh, oh guns and roses paradise city plays a huge role in the movie it's a good song um and yeah man every it it, it's one of those teen classic teen movies that um i think is kind of lost on millennials because it was really big for like gen xers right um especially gen xers who are kind of like in the middle like right right before you get to gen y you know our gen our our era um, but yeah, man, if you have any love for romantic comedies, if you any love for teen movies, it's, it's the best of both worlds, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've, sounds great. Uh, the directors yeah. um, are, they also wrote Leap Year, which I remember being a, a pretty sweet little rom com. They didn't direct, but they did write, um, which I think is kind of cool. Um, I mean, it, it really sounds like a lovely movie and just fun and funny like the best kind of teen movie um Mm -hmm. based on what i've you know what little i've seen of it um and the trailer you know it it just looks yeah it looks really fun it does look fun and you haven't led me astray yet so i guess i need to trust you on this one (laughs) i i give give you guys a no suck guarantee Um, like i I, I re I revisit this movie like I, I promise you I, I revisit this movie probably once every couple of years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I locked it on Letterbox. The last time was 2020. Wow. Um, so I yeah man, it, it's one of those movies I need to just own it at some point, mm-hmm. but it, it never fails me. It, I think it's just a fun fun movie. It's easy to find too. Um, from what I can see, you can get it on Hulu with a subscription. You can get it on. Uh, uh, Amazon Prime and the Roku channel. If you have any of those subscriptions, well, so, you hear that, folks? You have no reason to wait. Yeah, on, check it out. Wait. 
I guess that applies to me too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, Nate's just like doing little ray of hand motions right now. Yeah, I'm tripping. Like that guy, that one guy. Uh, well, uh, that meme. I don't we've, know. we've had enough of me. Like, what, what yeah. is Nate? Uh, what is nasty Nate up to? Preston has to guide what? our our show for us, Nate. Uh, yeah, otherwise we just get lost. We get lost in the sauce. Um, <laughs> He's like, Yikes. guys, I, guess I still gotta eat dinner and shit. Like, <laughs> you've been eating dinner? No, I'm just making shit up. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I was gonna be a little concerned. I mean, he might I was not about to be worried. Actually, yeah, same here. Like, no. It's like I ate. I <laughs> ate before. Um, yeah, haven't seen the movie. It looks fucking dope, though. Um, oh, I guess it's my your, turn. Sorry. Um, your pick, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Nate, how about uh, you tell us what is your pick of the week? Oh, for the song. I was like, what? What, what am I picking? Um, like, you know, the show? The show that we're doing right now? <laughs> uh, what are we doing? Um, so, the movie... I'm thinking of, do y'all want to guess or do you want me to just get into it? <laughs> What's wrong? Am I frozen? Okay, let's, let's, let's ask a couple questions. What, yeah, what year yeah. is it? 2013. Ooh. Uh, it was genre. It's, a it's actually, it's actually a romantic drama. It's not a rom-com. Oh. I went not the oh, rom-com. It's her. Yep. It's her. <laughs> Mr. Theodore Twombly, welcome to the world's first artificially intelligent operating system. We'd like to ask you a few questions. Okay. Are you social or antisocial? I guess I haven't been social in a while. How would you describe your relationship with your mother? Thank you. Please wait as your operating system is initiated. Hello, I'm here. Hi. Hi, I'm Samantha. Man, Preston, you're too good. You are too good at this. Let me send the trailer. Too good. Oh my god. Man. Let's watch this trailer. Uh, we might be here man. for a while. Um, <laughs> we might be here for a long while. Um, all right, I have it zeroed out. I mean, Scarlett Johansson, if, if Siri sounded like Scarlett Johansson, this would be an instance that have ha- has happened like a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Already, Someone would have fallen in love with Siri by now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If she didn't sound like a robot. No. To be fair, I, I am in love with like Rumi Mara. Like, I think she's gorgeous. Like, mm-hmm. I have not seen this movie. What? No. Sorry. Wow. So, I'm sorry. So if there's... A- <laughs> Levi, I saw this movie like four times in the theater, dude. Oh my god. I need to watch it. I really do. I okay. So for those who haven't seen this movie, this is uh this the movie's named Her. It is a romantic drama directed and and written by Spike Jones, correct? Yes. Okay. Um it stars the Joker. It's <laughs> It stars Joker's Joker lead actor Joaquin Phoenix as Theodore <laughs> Twom, Trombley Twombley, who is kind of like an antisocial guy. He's he's a nice guy. He's got a nine to five job. Um, he just feels lonely. And this unnamed company releases this artificial intelligence, like a friend, 
like almost like a friend that you will have by your side. Like they're in your ear. There's like little earpieces that they wear that they can always converse with this uh, intelligence. There's glasses. There's like a computer. There's like a little, um, almost like a little pad, like a little, like almost like a phone, but it's specifically like, I don't know if it specifically is with her. I can't remember. It's been a little while since I've seen the movie, but it's one of the methods he uses like to communicate with Samantha. That's the name of the artificial intelligence. Um, it's a very, not thought provoking, but like, I guess not to put in like artsy fartsy film terms. My, I got my dad to watch this movie. Um, and the best way he put it is you believe Samantha's a real person. You believe in this relationship between this human and this artificial intelligence. And I think that's such, that's so striking. Um, and I think that's like probably the, one of the best ways to sum up the movie. Um, I guess you want to get into why I picked this for. Yeah. The movie. Let us know. Why did you pick so, it? So the whole there, there's an underlying concept of technology and computers and electronics throughout the movie, obviously, because Theodore is in love with an AI and artificial intelligence. I think the music of Rom Com 2004 feels very computery, electronic, very staticky. And I think that could be a way to describe how that um, how that movie, that theme, that underlying theme of the movie, I think those correlate pretty well. Yeah. And then I think, while I do kind of agree that the lyrics are of someone pining for someone else, I think you could um, also see them in a light of maybe it's a relationship falling apart. You know, it's two people together, but it's falling apart. Yeah. And... The one Kids person is would rather die in, in, in that person's that arms. one person's is still infatuated with the other partner while their partner's kind of breaking away. Yeah. Um and I mean you can kind of guess, Levi's kind of a little spoiler, but like that relates to the movie as well. And I think those if if I can if I look at the lyrics in that kind of lens, I think that really fits well with her. And I just think it's a beautiful movie. It's shot beautifully. It's just something about the movie is just so soft. It's very cozy in a way. Um, I think the writing is well done. I just think the acting between Johansson, who's just a voice throughout this entire movie, and Joaquin Phoenix, I think it's just, it's very believable. You believe that's a real relationship, that she could potentially be a real person, just lives, you know, maybe in another continent. Um, I love this. I love this movie. So much. I'm loving how this week is shaping up. It's just romance week <laughs> here on the Soundscape Crusaders. <laughs> we love love here. We love love. There's a there's two there's a couple points I want to add to what Nate. Uh, mm-hmm. Go for it. Uh, what Nate has stated so eloquently. Um, just a couple of trivia things, just off the dome, like. Um, I think it's Hoyte von Hoytema. He um, speak because Nate alluded to how pretty the movie looks. Oh, he shot um, it. 
he shot it. He also shot Dunkirk, Her, yeah. Spectre, and Tenet, among other films. Yeah, he's Christopher Nolan's new guy. He's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. No, he's 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 becoming a goat. Um, and um, and also the score is scored by Arcade Fire. So um, oh wow, yeah. That alternative indie vibe, like it kind of it has it's that sound so good. to that. It's so such a good yeah story. yeah i mean yeah. they're great nate i literally have played that in credit song especially when this movie first came out I moon song like, yeah yeah i've played it so many times it makes dude it, it makes me tear up it like makes me cry just hearing that song Ugh, it's such it's, a good song there's it's just such a moving film it's another human experience but looked at through kind of like it coincides with internal sunshine it's a sci-fi as well you can argue her as a sci-fi because now we have advanced ai that you can talk to there's there's no argument it is sci-fi yeah um in fact like that was the point i was about to make was Mm -hmm. i think it's ironic you picked her because i think that if eternal sunshine has a successor like if there's an eternal sunshine of 2010s it's her i think that um much like gondry's film uh what jones does with the universe um it posits it in a kind of um i say this jokingly but like kind of a hipstery future where the technology is heightened enough to the point where yeah. it can it can be it, it, it's it's easily sci-fi in terms of what they're doing in terms of the way they're communicating with the ai um to the degree that they do now obviously due to the way that ai is is advancing now at different companies throughout um the world you know mm-hmm. that that that's it's hers becoming a reality more and more each day but the point i'm making is that um the human touch the the hum the humanity within the universe the fact that joaquin phoenix's character um his job is to write hallmark cards essentially yep. his job is to his to basically fabricate and manufacture emotion um as a way to market his company and, and basically market emotions to people, which is the quintessence of what Valentine's Day in our era pretty much has become in a lot of ways, a very corporatized version of what we think those sentiments are. Um, and here you have a guy who he's introduced to us as the product of a failed relationship. Like he's dating uh, 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 Olivia Wilde at the beginning of the movie yep. and that falls apart. And when it does, you automatically sympathize with him. And he's a sad, sensitive guy who you like because not only is Phoenix portraying it super brilliantly, but he's sensitive to where he's still effectual. He still has a job. He still has friends who he communicates with. I think it helps that Amy Adams, they used to date as well in the movie. Yeah. And, I've always and that's his neighbor. That Isn't that his uh, across the hall neighbor? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's literally his best friend. It's one of those things. I think she even says, like, it just didn't work out, that kind yeah. of thing. But they still love each other. There's still respect there. And so when he falls in love with Samantha, um, Johansson's voice, it's believable. And even their, their lovemaking scene, not to be uh, not to be too adulterated on this, on this episode, but it, it really is a one of the most genuine expressions of... Uh, uh, of coil stimulation I've ever seen on film, quite frankly. And I never thought I'd say that about a human phone sex. Yeah. Essentially. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and 
it's so believable performances are brilliant the music is great the direction is fantastic i think it's the best i think from what i've seen of spike jones i think it's the best work he's ever done those are not easy words for me to say um and i think that it's again like yard book ending um uh, a goofy ass romantic comedy with uh two titans of of science fiction that um are are wholly speculative like there's nothing kitschy there's nothing populist about them um but because of that because they don't treat the audience as as lesser than like a lot of heady sci-fi can i'm looking at you tenant then then these movies have lasted long and i think her much like eternal sunshine is going to last for generations and generations i think it's one of those yeah really great from films from this era and i think if you if you haven't seen it because of the concept if you didn't like it when you first saw it because of the concept i implore anybody to watch this fucking thing because yeah. it really is one of the one of the the best films of the 2000s or 2010s and i and i super happy that my boy nate uh with his rock solid taste um put it out there as a recommendation so yeah my next honestly uh preston well you kind of answered my question my my next question for you was what do you think of this movie i think i think you enjoy this movie yeah just (laughs) no i I love i love this movie man i think i I have a question for you guys since you've seen it i haven't um Mm. what is is this a movie that you need to prepare yourself to see emotionally or is this uh, more light and breezy or like, how would you describe like the watch? The former. It's not light and breezy. It's I wish I could say it was, but it's no. not. Yeah. It's, it's pretty heavy. I, so you gotta yeah. be ready. It's okay, very so. heavy. Yeah. Especially I mean, that's important to know. Yeah. It's yeah, not light and breezy. Eternal Sunshine, Cause I think eternal sunshine, like at least you have Jim Carrey bringing some funny to yeah. it it's a, it's not cable guy funny but it's still mm-hmm. funny right her is a straight up drama yeah it's not um, a comedy at all th- yeah no like even though it stars the joker there's like the joke the humor is very distant <laughs> sorry i was trying not to laugh and then y'all laughed <laughs> hey man i'm i was waiting to see how long preston could just keep the the comment going <laughs> That was awesome. Star Arthur Fleck. Um, and no, he's so no, good uh, in that movie, though. Like, all jokes aside, Joaquin Phoenix is so good. I feel, I feel like he should have won his Oscar for that or The Master. I agree. If I'm being honest. I agree. Um, Wholeheartedly. Yeah, no, so he's, he's, one of the best, uh, he's one of the best actors of his generation. I think her really does drive that home. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I love, like I said, I love the music. I love how the movie is essentially a series of conversations it's it's not the quirky it's not as quirky of a like kind of a a mind game adventure like eternal sunshine in that sense it's much more of like let's examine our emotions Let's, let's examine the nature of being let's examine the nature of original thought and free will versus determinism and 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 that type of and that type of uh speculation like it's it's very much digging into the the fabric and the skin and the meat and the teeth that makes up um our human existence and it's again it's ironic because you have you have a super sensitive guy juxtaposed with artificial intelligence but i think that that dichotomy makes this 
these underpinnings so palpable and uh yeah i could go on about this movie i i I love the shit out of her just like i love him you know (laughs) get it him all right never mind I, i get it i get it that was good but um, okay, so I think we got our picks and everything's looking good. Oh. Uh, I, th- I think that... Uh, I'm just glad you picked her, Nate. Like, that makes me happy. Yeah. That, yeah. When, we, when I was listening to that song... Um, actually, when I was listening to it today, I listened to it on my way home because I was, I was tossed up between two songs yeah. I wanted to pick. And I've been wanting to talk about this one for a few weeks now, so I was like, I'm going to go with this one, and I'm like, this is her. This is her whole. Yeah, it just came to you. Whole hundred just, yards. Yeah. yeah, that's the beauty of music, man. It Ugh. just like it speaks to you in different, For sure. different ways. But yeah, yeah, no, great song, man. I, I'm, I'm gonna jam the fuck out of this in the morning mm. when I'm making my breakfast. Like, yeah, glad y'all liked it. Making bagels and Hell shit. Yeah. Ready. Ooh, a good breakfast sounds really good right now. <laughs> you gotta yeah. wait till the morning. Mm. Or now. Or now. Yeah, eaten. fuck it. Oh, you have not eaten. That was true. No, yeah. Well, yeah. For me, it was true. Oh, so it was true. (laughs) Yeah, but I was I was pretending to be Preston. Oh, that's. But I asked, did you not eat? And you said, yeah, I ate. Oh, I thought you asked if (laughs) Preston hasn't eaten. All right. Well, uh, Preston, is there anything you want to plug? I know you've been on a few podcasts. We kind of talked about that earlier. But is there anything recent that? Oh, yeah. Um, so by the time that this episode will come out, um, that uh, that means um, it'll be it'll probably be quite some time since uh, I've been on the Film Feast podcast the second time um, talking about uh, The Rocketeer as part of um, that podcast uh, 90s summer superhero movie series where we where a bunch of guests who are rotating talk about like just basically after the, after the big boom of Tim Burton's Batman, how Hollywood was like, hey, we don't want to adapt Marvel and DC characters. Let's adapt characters from serials and radio shows and, right. and that kind of thing. So uh, very weird era that I have a lot of affection for. Got a chance to talk about that. That was really cool. Um, also, um, ooh, by the time this is out, I'll probably... Okay, it'll, it'll, so... Coming soon is uh, I'll be going back to Schlock and Awe, uh, which is a double feature podcast uh, where I'll be talking about Prisoners and 10 to Midnight. Uh, so uh, that'll be I'm very excited to, to talk about that double feature. Um, but yeah, the, um, you can find me if you have a Twitter, uh, find me uh, at uh, Presto underscore Mitch or Letterboxd if you like to log the movies that you're watching. Um, at uh at uh at oh excuse me sorry my twitter is presto mitt m-i-t and then uh my letterbox is presto underscore mitch so yeah (laughs) you can edit that if you like but yeah oopsie oopsie doopsie uh yeah i highly recommend everyone following uh preston on letterboxd if you have it and if you don't have it get one because it's kind of cool have a little film diary and Preston always has really insightful thoughts, and he puts a lot more effort into his uh, reviews than many do, including myself. <laughs> so uh, it's really entertaining. All right. Well, Nate. What's up? Shall we close out with the dance? What are we dancing to? I don't know. <laughs> oh. I still don't like really know how to end this freaking show. I like the this just. This is episode <laughs> 17. 
Yeah, we've been doing this a little while, haven't we? Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Sound Crusaders, and also follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Soundscape Crusaders. Until next time.